Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back, man. So glad you took time to be with us once again and join us here in the Musicians Cafe for another action-packed episode. My name is Brian Dick. And man, I tell you what, I can't hardly stay inside my skin right now. I'm so excited. First of all, I've got one of the rock legends of Winchester. If you were going to put him out Rushmore, if you'd have to put this guy on, and I'm <laughs> telling you, there's no doubt about it. But my co-host this evening is none other than Terry Oates. My brother, how are you feeling? I'm doing great, man. Such an honor to be here. Oh, I really my God. I'm, so, of me. I'm really glad you're here, brother. I really am. And, uh, and, and I knew that uh, just having you alone, alone was going to make my day a whole lot better. So Well, thank you. It's always it. a great time. We oh. had such a blast ourselves last time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did, for sure. <laughs> and then, man, these guys that I've got sitting around the table are so bad. Badass that they make me feel like a badass, and that's impossible. I'm telling you, but we we got man, we've got none other than we got Kyle and we got George, and they're from the badass band Dixie Filth. Man, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Yeah, doing fantastic. Oh my gosh, thanks for having us here, man. I'm telling you, just so glad to have you. Glad you said hello, man. We got to get everybody uh, on board on what's going on with Dixie Filth and and, uh, tell your story. So we're going to get into that in just a little bit, man. Cool, appreciate it. Cool. In the meantime, before we get going too fast, oh, I got to reach out to my friend Ryan Copenhaver. He's he's here with us too. Ryan, you have a mic. You might as well say hello. Ryan, good evening. There you go. (laughs) Ryan's good. I wanted to hang out and see how the show goes, so we appreciate that. Uh, getting back to the menu, a couple things on Tally Ho Theater this weekend, and that is over in Leesburg, Virginia, one of my favorite places. On They have a bunch of shows. They start uh, tomorrow night on the 14th is No Resolve and Hallow Scene. Have you guys heard of those bands? No, I don't, Never, think, you know, no, I don't believe so. It, it's, you know, it's, it's a, I don't, we're going to get to what you guys call your yourselves as far as yeah. the style of music in a bit but you know they're the heavier bands i just thought maybe it would be something you guys had ran across but i hadn't heard of them but it looks like it'd be a great show on uh on friday night i hope i have this right this is the 15th yes none other than striper oh uh-huh. yeah and i just got back from seeing striper about a month and a half Did ago you if you remember also? i got to meet him and everything yeah it was pretty cool Killer. Um, it's, it's uh it was you know i'm just uh i've been a friend of, a fan of them since back in the 80s their original guitarist lives around here. Yeah, Oz Fox? Right? I didn't like, know. Oh, the original. Like, not far from here. Really? Where you're at right here. Is that wow. right? Yeah, the Baileys. Oh, yeah, you know we I... did one of those songs back in the old Fell Danger days. I used to, yeah. do, I used I used to do his kid's hair. Yeah. You know what, Is that man? right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Of all the bands you, you think of back in the hair metal days, they still, to me, are are the one band that's still putting out really relevant stuff. And mm-hmm. it's recent. I mean, like they just released an album last year. And it's good. It's awesome. not like it's just kind of riding on ponytails of stuff, you know, before. You know, Michael's voice has dropped a little bit, so they're writing different style of music for him. It's really cool. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, on the Saturday night, there's Livewire. It's an ACDC tribute band. They've been down there a bunch of times. A lot of fun. And then on the uh, 17th, on sa- Sunday, they have an act, uh, Icon for Hire. Again, I don't recognize that one, but I'm sure if it's at Tally Ho, they're going to be good. Hollywood Casino on uh, Saturday night has Brett Young. That's a country music act. Mm-hmm. And I think he writes a lot of ballads I and things a, like that, right? I heard Wheeler Walker. He's coming. Be yes, <laughs> yes, he is. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that advertise. We're going to get the date down for that real soon, but I definitely saw that too. Are you going to go? It's Dolly Parton sleep on her back. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't going to do I like your style. I like your style a lot. Bear Chase Brewery is really busy, man. On uh, Friday night, they've got none other than Six Strings and Bourbon. Our buddy Adam Phelps, he's going to be there. Uh, so make sure you stop out and see him. And then on Saturday, it's going to be Pete Lapp on the early show and Taylor Carson Duo uh, rounding out the evening. Sunday's going to have Josh Souter, I should say. Josh Souter is going to be there on Sunday at Bear Chase. Box Office Brewery's got a busy weekend, too. On Friday night, they got Scott Sanford and the Wichita Falls Band. 
And on Saturday, they got our buddy Chris Darlington. The Chris Darlington band's going to be there, so that'll be cool, too. Troubadour Lounge and Park up in scenic Berkeley Springs. Um, this Saturday night's got Brendan Edwards and the Monday Blue ba Blues Band. Brendan is always busy, so it's going to be a good night to go up there and see them. Probably one of the last shows they're going to be having outside because it's going to start cooling off. So yeah. if you haven't been there this summer, make your way out. The Monument doesn't have much music, music this weekend, but on the 22nd I saw they're going to have Bad Moon Rising, and that's our Creedence Clearwater tribute band. That'll be a lot of fun. That'll be pretty killer. That'd yeah. be what, right? Cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, CCR, right? <laughs> uh, Beckley Public House this weekend on 9:15 Friday night. They got Secondhand Goofin'. Never heard of it. You? Nope. No. Yes. Yeah. Me either. No. How about you, George? Yeah, I heard anything? Yeah, I, yeah. Me either, brother. I haven't either. But again, I'm sure they're good. And we got lots of new bands, which is what's really cool. That's great. And then on Saturday night, the Sons of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been on the show. They're good guys too, and, and uh, they put on a really good show too. So, and I'm assuming that's on the boat, uh, which is a lot of fun down there too. Uh, Bright Box Theater on Saturday night has Don Drake and Zapote, which is a Brazilian Latin uh, style band, so it sounds like it'd be kind of fun. Backseat Event Center's got a big weekend this weekend. They've been advertising this for a while. On Saturday night, they got the Kentucky Headhunters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it should be a that's, lot of fun. Oh, that's right. That's when? That's Saturday night. Okay. Yeah. The Demus band opened Walker. up. On, what's that? Demas Walker. Demus yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Oh, man. We have, we've often toyed about covering a country song and making it our own. Yeah. But it has to fit. Right. That's the one that always pops up when we talk about it. You guys would kill that one, I think. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, they're going to be there on Saturday night with In the Red. That's who's going to open up for them. So that'll be a lot of fun. West Oaks Farm Market's got a busy weekend. They've got River Mason on Friday night, and he'll be opening up for Ronnie Wolford and 50 West, another friend of the show. We appreciate them very much. Uh, Justin Starnes will be out there on Saturday in the afternoon from 1 to 4, and then on Sunday the same time is going to be Cleveland and Yakel. So busy weekend at West Oaks, too. Paladin, always busy. Paladin the Stephen City on Friday night has Grace and Moon. On Saturday is Ryan Thomas. P2 and Clearbrook has got Friday night Elijah Myers and on the 16th Mark Clay. Uh, so lots of things going on in the P2s. Got to get everybody caught up on the uh, extracurricular bands that we cover too. And, and that includes um, the Mission Road Band. Paul reached out to me over the past uh, week and he told me that on the 15th they're going to be at Locust Hill Golf Club. That's Friday night. Uh, the Mission Road Band will be there. And then on Saturday, they're going to be playing the Crossroads Festival. And that's at the Schmidt's Barbecue location. It'll help, help you find them a little easier. Uh, and Polly's got a busy weekend, too. He's even DJing at St. Louis Church for a car show. So, man, Polly, man, dude, you're busy as heck. Um, <laughs> Shag, our friends at Shag, I want to remind everybody, they're doing a benefit this weekend. It's going to take place at the Winchester Moose. And it's a, it's a $50 ticket, but it all goes to benefit the Winchester Area Temporary Transitional Shelter, which used to be Temporary Thermal Shelters, but it's WATS is the acronym for it. Uh, but it benefits WATS on Saturday night, so make sure you make your way out to that and uh, support SHAG and, of course, uh, support WATS as well. Great calls. Yeah, man. And then Chris gave me something. I'm going to have to reach down in my pocket and get my phone out. But Chris sent me something later a while, a while ago. I'm going to make sure I get on, too, and then I'll round this out, I promise. Um but he went, oh, yeah, this weekend, man, you guys might know about this, too. This weekend in Old Town, is going to be Fiddles and Fifths. Mm -hmm. Did you know about that, Com? Yeah. I, I, yeah, just speak from working down. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got your shop downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, uh, steel drivers. Yeah, steel that's drivers a pretty big. There. That's a pretty big deal. Darn right. Darn yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be there, and so will uh, Low Water Bridge. Yeah, I um, imagine that'll bring a lot of money. Oh, I would imagine. Because it, so. it flopped last year. Did it really? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
Wow, I the fiddle, why, the fifth fell right on its ass. Did it really? They just they didn't promote it, and they got a band no one knew. So. Ah, yeah, yeah, it's a recipe. Yeah, yeah. promotions, everything. Man. I want to say they lost like eighty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, I'm glad they brought it back for a Same. second go around, and they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they got a band coming called the Hatchbury Collective too, which is out of Richmond, and apparently all three of these actually, we know the steel drivers, we know Low Water Bridge. So all three of these together, I think it'll be pretty awesome. But uh, make sure you make it out. If you haven't done anything else, go downtown for the weekend. Help support that. That's on Saturday. Um, looks like it's $20 tickets in advance. It's going to be a little bit more expensive if you buy the gate at 35 bucks. So get them early and save yourself some money. Man, can you believe it? I got through that. <laughs> that was awesome. Not a lot of shit, right? Not, that's awesome. <laughs> before, we get going, though, before we get going, I always do a, a question of the show. Uh, and we always talk about the answer at the end if nobody knows it. Um, this one is kind of funny. I thought it surprised me a little bit, but um, my question this week is: Who is the oldest woman to have a number one hit, number one pop hit in the U.S.? Mm. Any guesses? Mm. Well, think about it, because we can get to it later on. But yeah, number be Madonna's one. crusty ass, is it? You've seen Madonna. Madonna, it sounds like yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> um, no, it actually isn't her, which is a really good guess because you would think it might be, but uh, she's not the oldest to have a number. So. Is it Dolly? No, it's not Dolly. No, no, no and another. It's popular. Guess that. Yeah, popular music though. But it's it's say? a pop hit. Yeah, mm. yeah. But uh, you can think about it, chill on it for a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Thanks everybody. Write down something. Go out and see some live music and support these local artists, man. We got to do that. So let's get started, man. We got Kyle. We got George here from Dixie Filth. You guys, man, are tearing it up. I, I, I've been seeing your name all over the place. I've checked you out on YouTube. You guys do it right, and you do it heavy and hard and loud, which is awesome because I like when it moves me across the table, buddy. Tell me what's going on with Dixieville. How's it going? Uh, I mean, it is going better than it ever has. I mean, that's a positive, right? I like yeah. that. Yeah. We have the right team now, finally. There was kind of always an issue with, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily people not fitting, but it just, there was a different feel to it. Sure. And, uh, yeah. It all feels very strong now. A lot of that has to do with George, too. Is that right? Good. Yeah. Hey, George. All right, George. You, you have to have a front man that is a front man. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And I, I wasn't doing music for several years, so, I mean, it, it did work out good, and where everything lined up where we were able to get together and make this work like we do. So well, we got to find out about all of that, right? But So you, you guys, Dixie Filth, how long, to answer this question for how long has Dixie Filth been a band? I know that the first time that um, myself and Nate had right. talks about it, Nate Lang, our drummer, was in 2011. So gotcha. it's been a, it's been at least an, uh, a writing thing since then. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know gotcha. that we played our first show until 2012, but gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, anytime you talk about the uh, <laughs> the beginnings of a band and how things get started, you know, it, it always brings up the question of. How did you guys come up with the name? You know, I mean, especially in, and I don't want to, you know, get into politics or anything like that. But with the the climate today, anytime you start bringing in stuff about, mm -hmm. you know, the South and things like that, you know, it's it can be a little bit. It's like our guys in um, uh, Southern Governors, good friends mm -hmm. of ours. You know, I mean, yeah. they've kind of stuck to their, their guns with that. So, how did you guys kind of come up with the name for that? The name was uh, so like there's a pro and a con to playing a niche style of music. Sure. You know, a lot of times when people ask, like, what music do you play? And you say Southern metal, they look at you like you have three heads because they don't know what that's supposed to sound like. Yeah. Um, and a lot of bands, especially on a local level, 
a lot of metal bands have very prototypical metal band names. You know, it's kind of... Sure. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to pick a name that when they looked at the card, you're like, well, that can only be one thing. Right. You know, there was no question what that's going to be. So. Right. That's. I wish I had a better answer. That's that's, right. that's, that's, that's uh, very important. Some, yeah. Something that fit the the vibe of the music too. You know what I mean? I gotcha. And was yeah. that uh, your idea to come up with that, or was I, it, it was. Nate? Yeah. yeah, it was killer. There was a lot of other. I think there was a, a sound of gunfire was one. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is no. That's pretty but stellar. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not doing. We're not doing that. You know, I, to to Terry's point. Your your you know it's it your name is something when you first hear it you go what yeah like, it makes you pay attention mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's yeah. what you want mm-hmm. you know so yeah. it's smart on your part mm-hmm. and just like Kyle said you know when you listen to metal bands and stuff like that there's certain names and it's like you know that's a metal band right you know what I mean right. and, and so with him for what they're doing you know Dixie the Southern stuff you know and then the filth getting you know heavy yeah. with it. Yeah. It, it kind of separates them and identifies them. I can see that. That yeah, was a great I choice. I agree. Yeah. You guys are both, or is the band all local to the Frederick County, Winchester area? We all. We oh, yeah. All of you are? Yeah. We all live here. Really? I think the other three that aren't here are born and bred from here. Okay. The George and his family. At yeah, least I'm from, from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, you're really cool. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Kyle? I'm from Tennessee. Are you really? Yeah. Right on. How long have you lived here? I've lived here long enough to be considered a local, but I would I didn't grow up here. Gotcha. So like I can't say that I was you know what I mean? Okay. Like yeah. when you're raised elsewhere, that'll always be home. Gotcha. So all right, so we're gonna rewind it a little bit. Um I know Terry and I could tell the same sort of stories. When did you when did when did your musicianship start for you, Kyle? And I'm gonna get to you, George. Same question. But so, like when you were young and then sort of take me into how you got into the harder edge rock. That's a good one. Um, so I grew up like all around Nashville. Okay. So it's just country music central, you know, 80s and 90s country was probably bigger than it's ever been. Sure. And uh, for the longest time, I didn't even know another genre of music existed. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's right there in the Bible Belt, too. So it's either that or it's gospel beating in your head. And uh, my mother at the time had a husband who was... Um, John Anderson's personal chef, the country music singer, right. and uh, his guitarist wanted to teach me how to play guitar. So that was my first, um, that was at least my first step forward into actually making music, okay. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so you're the guitarist in, in the mm-hmm. band, right? Okay. One of them. Yeah. Also, you guys are two guitarists. Is that the configuration? Mm-hmm. Five guitars? piece, yeah. Does George sing only, or do you play an instrument, George? Yep, I just sing. Just sing? Yep. That's how I landed up being a vocalist in the first place. I can't play an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, he said that uh, you came on a little bit later. They went through some changes and stuff like yep. that. So um, what's some of your personal musical history? I mean, what other bands were you involved with and so, t- type of music? Prior to being involved with Dixie Filth, my last band was probably close to a decade before that, and it was a band that I was doing with uh, Nate Hockman and Derek from Dead Switch, actually. Um, It was Embrace the Tragedy was our name. Mm -hmm. That was the last one that I had done prior to this, and then I just kind of, life got caught up with me and got out of music for a while and kind of got away from life now and back into music. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, it, it kind of ebbs and flows sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so. We actually used to play, um, this was back like 15 years ago, we both had like a death metal band. Okay. He played in a band called Purgatory with Derek from oh, Dead yeah. Switch. Okay. Um, or another local band of friends of ours. And me and my other guitarist, Zach, who couldn't be here today, we played in a band called uh, The Slaughter of Innocence. So we played shows together even back then. Right. So we've all known each other for, you know. Sure. Working on 20 years, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. But. Wow. So there was already sort of a camaraderie there, you know. Now, finishing on what I was talking about earlier for you, Kyle and George, you, you quickly found there was another genre of music besides country. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So then, you got into. How long did it take you to get into the? To, and what do you call your guys? Do you guys call it southern metal? Southern metal. Okay, mm. okay. I like that term. That's very cool. That or blue collar metal, one of the two. Right. It's not like a speed or Mm-mm. anything like that, right? Because I've listened to some of the songs. I don't really yeah. get that vibe from it. Um, but when did you find that was sort of your style? That that's that my, that was my style. Yeah, yeah. Uh for me, anyways, you know, you grew up listening to Pantera, and yeah. you know, I think that's that's probably most people's first step into something like that. Yeah. I'm not even going to say that they're Southern metal, but there's something there, right? Sure. Yeah. Texas is its own country. Um, uh, down the Phil Anselmo's other band, who that's like a New, uh, New Orleans sort of Southern metal band. That's a huge inspiration. And then there was a band um, called Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Okay. Um, When they hit the scene, it was just kind of like, wow, that's a lot of Southern grit in metal. And it just kind of, anyone that has heard that band loves it. There's, it's just kind of one of those things because you never really heard anything like that prior or after. Right, right. So they're, they were a, a pretty huge inspiration on uh, between them and down. I would probably say they're the two biggest inspirations. They're like, I want to make something like that. I got you. you know? Dimebag being a big influence. Here. Him as well. Yeah. But yeah. More, believe it or not, even as a guitarist, uh, more Phil. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but because uh, like I, I love all of Phil Anselmo's other projects. I can't say the same for Dimebag. Understood. I didn't care for Damage Plan or. That weird thing he did with David Allen Coe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't really. care for either of those, but uh, but yeah, I like all of Phil's stuff. Wow, so yeah, okay. Then they, and he's. I don't know that it gets more south than New Orleans, right? Technically, yeah. When you're that true. far below the sea level. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, you know influences and how you get started, um, what kind of vocalists were the things that. Uh, you know, inspired you the most when you were growing up? I mean, did you always start out as like being in heavy, you know, heavy hard rock music or did you like other things? Or? No, I definitely like all kinds of things. I always have. I mean, kind of like Kyle with my upbringing, it was a lot of country. And then I can remember dad listening like Black Sabbath and stuff like that out in the garage. And I always gravitated more to that than the countryside of things. So like, I mean, that's where I started to like my 
heavier side of things, but like for the vocals, I mean, I'll listen to anything. It doesn't matter what it is. I love everything. I was listening to Three Dog Night this morning on my oh, ride to work. Yeah, good stuff. And then by go. afternoon, I've got the Cavalier Conspiracy playing in there, which is, you know, nice. opposite ends of the spectrum there, but yeah. that's just what but I that's like. That's great. That, yeah. you know, the variety is what gives you a, a lot of things to draw from for your talent. Absolutely. Yeah. It gives me a lot more freedom to play with. I don't feel like, you know, as, you know, like especially with the guys, you know, when they write the music, you know, we have that style of music that puts them into a certain lane where even if we're in that lane i still get to play 50 million different ways because i draw from all those different vocal styles and it's like oh i can do a little bit of this here a little bit of that there and we'll do this here that's awesome would you say there's any certain specific artists that you feel like uh you emanate with your own vocal style i've i've heard phil from pantera a lot actually as that that that's what i throw out a lot now that's not what i intentionally try to project i do love pantera i do love phil all that but that's what i've heard that's um, what comes out <laughs> yeah i mean it, otherwise though i just try to project me up there that's what i'm trying to sell I, some of it's a, a lot of it's an attitude too absolutely you know there there's a there's front men and then there's like there's front men that you know that they mean business and they kind of command right you know what i mean right. and he does an excellent job of that and yeah. Phil was very good at that too. So, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And I've got that heard that compliment from a lot of people. They're like, George is just such the perfect front man. And you know that's 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 what a band needs to be successful. Of course, mm-hmm. you guys know I've been playing a long mm-hmm. time in a lot of different styles of music, and that's the hardest thing to find is somebody that has the charisma mm-hmm. to be up front and be able to be in command and control the audience and draw them into what you're doing. You oh, know? absolutely. I mean, yeah. the band could be killer, but if you got a, a singer that's just kind of, you know, standing yeah. there, you know, looking at the ceiling or at the floor, you know, not talking to the crowd, then you, you yeah. lose them, you know? Yeah, he's great at that. He'll call them out straight out. That's cool. Right? I mean, he's, he can get them moving. You right know what on. I mean? I got like I'm a excited bill- to see a show. I got like a billion <laughs> different ways I want to go with this whole conversation. My head is just rolling right now. I got so much stuff I want to find out about. So, you guys get started with Dixiefield. Are you starting out? Did you start out from the beginning putting songs? Are you doing originals? Are you doing covers and originals? How's that work? Only originals. Only originals. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, we have one cover that we do. But it's from a band nobody knows. Right, so. right. For like special yeah. occasions for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, right? but yeah. we've had, they're not a band anymore, but I got their grace. They're just like, it's your song now. Just really. They like, just tear it up, man. That's awesome. cool, Kyle. That's yeah. really. And by the way, everybody, if you're listening out there, Kyle's voice is deep. He's as big as his voice is. <laughs> this, this cat is big, man. He's a big dude. And George ain't no slouch either, I'm gonna So I'm going to stay in line for sure. Let me ask you, Kyle, when you're writing songs and, and you're coming up, are you, are, you, are you the songwriter for the band or is it a collaboration? How's that work? It's always a collaboration. Is it really? Yeah, I think it's kind of one of those things where, and I don't know, I know there are musicians out there that they write the whole song. And right. you just kind of play along. Sure. You know what I mean? Usually myself and the other guitarist, Zach, who couldn't be here today, he, me and him have always written music together. Mm-hmm. We kind of can... I know what he's thinking without him saying it. You know what I'm saying? We just have a lot of chemistry and synergy like that. So <laughs> him and me will bounce uh, riffs off of each other. And he'll put a gentle skeleton of drums to it. And then we'll be like, all right, Nate, what do you want to do with something like that? And then right. Nate will put his own twist on all of that. And um, and I, we never have 
George is a very creative human, so we can always count on him to just have it done like that. Really? That's yeah, cool. he's, yeah. So, so it is a collaboration. There's never like a, this is the song. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that's maybe happened like once or twice when one of us was bored, but... <laughs> Gotcha. So you guys kind of uh, uh, in the music aspect of it, like say you and Zach play off of each other. You have the synergy, and mm-hmm. you kind of just kind of flow off of that. And then you give Nate a chance to do it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes time to do the 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 lyrics and things like that, is that something where you guys still kind of make it, uh, you know, collaboration, or just somebody get the ball or start the idea and it kind can. of run with it? Yeah, I mean, like I said, when it comes, George is an incredibly. Uh, creative human <laughs> and thank that, you Kyle and that, <laughs> that, that, that rather prob- handsome bloke I must say <laughs> yeah, that probably comes from what he had said earlier about all the the wide net he casts of the stuff that he likes so um, I'm not the best lyric writer I did mm-hmm. throw him like a skeleton of uh, the Hell on Wheels music video that you probably watched yeah yeah I did told him to just do his own thing with it put put the lyrics where you want to I don't care but right. um, and then our our old bassist uh, Josh Huff, who uh, oh, yeah, I know Josh. Yeah, he's the event manager up at MSV. And he used to be the manager at the Bright Box. I yeah. worked with him doing shows down there. At the yeah, he, Cats for he is 10 an, years. He's an amazing. Um, he's just very. He's got a silver tongue, right. for lack of a better term, and he is incredible at writing lyrics. Gotcha. So our first handful of songs that was all him. Okay, he he takes all the credit for those early songs. Um, and he's not with you now. Now he's got. A band called Hollow Light and uh, Phantom Hourglass. Yeah, okay. and he, yeah, he, uh, he plays with them now. So um, who uh, ended up filling his role? His name's Sam Sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to play music in the scene a long time ago, but he's he's the youngest one of the band yet. He's the oldest. Gotcha. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm cool saying? Soul. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, he's a truck driver, and okay. you know he just he just kind of shows up and you know George. George, what do you want to do, huh? He's just, he's, yeah, he's the youngest one, but he's a, he's an old man. I love it. That's funny. He's, he's very much a just, whatever y'all want to do, just happy to be here. You know what I mean? Right. And how'd you guys meet him? Yeah. Yeah. Through the music scene. Just through the scene. He had played music in other bands as well. Uh, Okay. So we, we kind of, all of us have played in the music scene like 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. and it just, we're still here. Right. So. Awesome. So, so for me, uh, and, and I need you to educate me, I really, truly, and, and our listeners too, but for me, you know, growing up, you know, I, I got a dose of Motorhead. Mm-hmm. I, was a big, I was a big Iron Maiden fan. Mm-hmm. That's sort of my ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was aware of songs like Raining Blood from Slayer or whatever, but what, gosh, I don't know where I want to, there's so many ways I want to go with this. I guess when you're writing your music, is there a common thread that you're, hanging on to I know it's very aggressive and very heavy and very um, you know I guess angry is that a good word sure absolutely it's an angry Sounds music good. right so is that like a common thread through all the stuff that you're doing is, do, do your ideas change how's that work hmm sounds that way but really sometimes like if you dig a little deeper into some of like the lyrical content like it's presented in an angry manner but it can be the most okay. nonsensical lyrics in the world like sure. For instance, one song that I wrote, it's all about uh, like uh, 
what they call ring rats in the wrestling world. Like okay, the, yeah, the yeah, girls yeah, that hook up with all the wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the lyrics are about is just those girls. But if you actually My sit man. and listen and the way it's delivered, you would never think in it for a second that it's just a joke about banging chicks around a wrestling <laughs> ring. Yeah. But that's what it's about. And people hear it and they're like, oh, he's so angry. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm laughing in my head, though, because you guys are digging this right now. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's... So it's presentation, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. And when it... Like in its infantile stages of me and Zach, it's more just like, check this riff out. Right. It just literally just slowly escalates from there. So there's never like a... I don't know that we've ever written a song like, let's write this kind of a song. It's never been like okay. that. It's okay. just been like, check this shit out. You yeah, know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Just roll from there. Yeah. But there were decades of uh, music that was written just out of a riff, you know, yeah. riff rock. Yeah. And yeah. to me, that's always been the kind of stuff that I like most. You know, it's guitar driven. Yeah. You come up with a cool lick, spontaneous, yeah. and next thing you know, you've got a whole finished yeah. product. Can you bob out. your head to it? Yeah. You know, is it, you know, does that sound heavy? Does that sound cool? Are those hick bends deep enough? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So, so in, does it uh, sound twangy enough? Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of those two things, heavy and twangy and things like that, what kind of rig and guitar do you play? I play a, um, <clears throat> an ESP baritone. Oh, yeah. Um, we play in a drop B tuning, so it's it's not low in terms of like modern metal by any means, yeah. but to the normal rock and roll listener, that's it's low. Yeah. It's low enough that you would need an extended scale, scale guitar. So yeah. we, I play on that, and I play through an original 5150. Nice. Cool. Um, and I, I put that through my, uh, one of the XL Mesa cabinets. Yeah. Just because those are just made love for Mesa. Lo, love, made for low end. You know yeah. what I mean? So so you're using the baritone, which is, uh, what, uh, it's like a, a fourth or something down from standard tuning. So... Do you still tune it in standard, or how can it? It's a drop B tuning. It's a drop B tuning. So if you were to take it to a drop D, Mm -hmm. and then drop everything down to B. And what does Zach play? Same. Same thing. Yeah, he plays a PRS through. uh, He currently is playing through what are those things called? Valve King. Yeah. Um, So sometimes when you use those type of drop tunings, especially when you're using a baritone or something. If the other guy is using something different, then you're playing different type of chord shapes at the same chord mm-hmm. in different places, yeah. which can really thicken it up. So I was just curious how you guys attempted that. Yeah, I mean, with it being in B, it's already pretty low. Mm-hmm. And when you um, when you add that with the extended scale guitar, the low-end cabinets, um, I also play through Chunky. one of those... Um, turbo tube screamers yeah they're the ones that have that extra hot knob on it yeah and it kind of gives it that chainsaw sort of sound mm-hmm. to it so i'm familiar with yeah. all that stuff because i work i know for you a, are uh <laughs> online music retailer out of new york called yeah. Prairie audio star so all day long i'm testing and sampling all that yeah. stuff so now, yeah it's pretty cool ryan you and i are drummers so all this shit's going on over they're talking with the language <laughs> i'm a singer so <laughs> even worse well i mean you know speaking of gear and stuff microphone. i mean uh, <laughs> What kind of underwear do you wear on stage, George? Uh, not any. Not any? Yeah. Prefer to go free on one stage. All it's right, all right. Keep things loose, right? Yes, all absolutely. right. George, all right. George is free balling. Hell yeah. Well, you got to know what kind of gear he's wearing, you know? Uh, oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. You guys, like self-admitted, um, is a little bit of a niche that you guys are in. Um, Terry, you and I can relate, and I'm sure these guys maybe absolutely. can too. There was a time in this area 
where it was hard to find places to play. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We're playing in the back of a yoga center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're even if you're in a regular rock band or even a band of any kind, it was hard to find places to play. I'm assuming that it's that it's hard to find places still for harder edge music, isn't it? For especially for aggressive music. Right. Yeah. Right. Only just recently have people understood that they can make money on it. Right, like Monuments booking some bands. Yeah, I just I think for a long time there was, and you know, Old Town is full of old money, sure. right? Sure. And they don't get it, not all of them. They right. just don't. It's a lot of kiss the ring bullshit. And uh, I think they were just, well, and it's not their fault, they don't know. Right. Like they don't know that a lot of metalhead dudes are actually super sweet teddy bear dudes. They just look mm-hmm. scary. Sure. Half yeah. of them don't even do drugs or alcohol. They're half of them are straight edge. Yeah. So like, I think there's this idea that they were gonna ruin their building. You know what I'm really? saying? You know, <laughs> put mosh in and whatever. Yeah. And uh, once they realize, like, oh, we they, they actually draw a lot of money. So now they're just they don't they don't mind so much. So even the bright box books metal. Sure, now, yeah, yeah. Exactly. which is not something I ever would have thought I would have saw. Yeah. Which is really cool because yeah. I'm glad they're you know they're able to give you guys an, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. But before that, or even in your early stages, does it force you to travel further to find a place? It did. How do you handle oh, yeah. that? Is yeah. that how it works? Yeah, my yeah. early bands like we always had to go down by DC, and this is when yeah. we were fifteen, sixteen, trying wow. to get shows and stuff. So it was real hard to get shows because you know. Not yeah. only are you young, but you got to travel far to get down there to get to them. <laughs> right. And it was always, hey, you got to sell the tickets to get on this show, too. If you don't sell enough, you're not playing. Well, we're yeah. young. I'm again, sure you remember. Kind of the, tough. The I'm sure you remember play. Jack's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I played there once. Yeah. 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 With Fell Danger. Back we both days. played there yeah. once. And that was, but that's kind of what you had to do. Yep. So, so piggybacking on the first part of that question, one of the things I've always noticed about aggressive metal, southern metal, whatever you want to call it, you guys always did billing where you had several bands on the mm-hmm. bill, probably yeah. for the same reason, and give everybody an opportunity to play. But that formed a community, right? Like oh, you, guys, you guys look out for each it was other on, way before everybody else used to. It was to, on right? purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, there isn't a scene if we don't all work together. Just Supporting flat out. each other. That's what yeah, it's all you about. support each other. You help each other. If you're going somewhere new, try to bring one of your, you know, best friend bands with you, whatever. Right. Just sort of build it up. Now there's there is a local scene, and it's still here. like that, right? You guys are mm-hmm. got everybody's back. There oh, are absolutely. some that just there. Look, in every scene, there's some dudes that think their shit don't stink, right? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, and that's that, always been and always will be. The case. Yeah, that's you're yeah. never going to get away from that, yeah. and they know who they are. Yeah. Um, but uh, most everyone is super cohesive. Yeah, loves to support. Everyone wears each other's band shirts. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Most of us have all played in bands together at some point, just yeah. in a different configuration. Yeah, it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. We've all played together for a long time. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So why would that change now? Terry had to hit her on the head there, because Terry and I both remember, I remember being in bands where they would go, you know, they would get pissed at you if you went and saw another band. Oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't get, don't support them. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I never understood that. I never did either, and I was never like that in the bands that I was Yeah, in. you're like the mayor anyway. I mean, everybody knows Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always kissing the babies. Yeah, yeah, bands, right. Right? Yeah. Kissing babies and hugging <laughs> fat chicks. That's, yeah. like, that's what they say in pro wrestling. Hell, yeah. That's yeah. funny. But that's great how you guys, because there wasn't such um, a, a market here yet for that type of music, by putting those bills together with the multiple acts and that type of community, you guys built that community here. So you guys uh, 
had a lot of um, influence with the other bands that you're doing this with to bring that bring that here and like i said it's it becomes more like a family of all the different bands you know and there's some bands like even though i'm playing something totally different with you guys there's still some bands that i we have that relationship with too and we wear their t-shirts you can go back and look at my facebook page whenever my memories come up it's me promoting everybody else's bands more than my own you know and that's what it takes when people always talk about support local music it's not just you know, showing up uh, at a at a bar as a fan, but it's also bands supporting each other. You mm-hmm. know, because there's enough room out there for everybody, Absolutely. and it's going to benefit everybody if we all work together. So, yeah, yeah. but well, it's not if you don't do going. that, it isn't a scene. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. George had mentioned a while ago. He's got a little bit of a. I can tell just what he was talking about. He's got a little bit of a range as far as things he's listening to. Kyle, is it same with you, or do you, does it have to be loud and aggressive to no. move your needle? How's that work? No, I I, ca- I also cast a very wide. Do you really? Net. <laughs> yeah. Um, my father strictly listens to the blues. Always okay. has. So mm-hmm. I like my guitar idol is Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, cool. Yeah, all right all, on. But BB King and Muddy sure. Waters and all those cats, right? Um, I'm also a huge Jeff Ely fan. Yeah. I love Jeff yeah. Ely. He was um, wicked. So, like, I listen to all that stuff sings to my soul. But, nice. you know, I growing up at, in Nashville, you're not going to not be a product of country either. Sure, sure. Uh, all of the new shit on the radio can suck my toe. But, like, <laughs> you know, the older stuff, all of it, all of it. The 80s and 90s especially, like you were saying earlier. It was just popular, right? Yeah. You couldn't get away from it. <clears throat> and, um, yeah. So that, I mean, I even listen to like a lot of like flamenco style guitar stuff. My mom used to love that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you're hard pressed to find something I won't listen to. Okay. (laughs) The only thing that I just can't get into is reggae. Right, I can't okay. do it. I just can't do it. Maybe you need a bigger yeah. blunt, man. Too, yeah, man. <laughs> Maybe I need to that. get some of that shit. <laughs> don't, don't. He's a professional. Right. He takes that stuff. They'll serious, knock man. your dick stiff. Absolutely, man. that's what you gotta do. If you're gonna that's do right. it, do it right. Yeah. That's right. That's not I, like what it. Is. I like it. Only do that if you want to ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, George, let me ask you, and I think Cherry touched on this a while ago, but I don't know if we we explored it. Um, you know, you had influences you mentioned, but do you have bands now that are current that you that just yeah man I love that shit. I mean, do you have somebody that you're dig- digging right now? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I would have to lean into uh, Electric Callboy currently. Those guys have been on my playlist pretty heavily here lately. Uh, they just put out a new cover of that uh, Every Time We Touch song. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that definitely works pretty yeah, good yeah, for me. Really? Yeah, <laughs> check that out, man. Yeah, they're from uh, Germany, and uh, yeah, they they do all kinds of wild stuff. So I definitely like those guys yeah, a lot. Yeah. But uh, and then uh, Wax Taylor is another one that I've had on my playlist a lot. Right. So. Right. Yeah, well, George, if you don't mind me asking, you know, I mean, we're talking about you know Southern metal yeah. here, so. I mean, uh, you can't really get much more Southern rock and things than groups like Leonard Skinner and Molly Hatchet and things like that. So um, do you still feel like that influence is felt in the music that you're doing now, whether it be lyrically, since you do a lot of that, or if, um, you know, just as far as, uh, you know, the feel for the band? Well, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, it is part of the band, that Southern feel. So, yeah, I still pull from those influences, too, of, you know, the old Southern bands and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, would I say that it's always in my, like, top 10 cycle? No, but that's because I have no strict top 10 cycle, usually. It's, you know, whatever the flavor of the moment is, and it'll last for a couple months, and then I'll switch off to whatever 
the next flipper. Yeah, that's what I do. It's like a, yeah. you get immersed in it for like a month and then you move on to something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like guitar wise, there's a lot of similarities there too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think like our music, you know, has some heavier bits, but a lot of the guitar riffs are a lot of the same runs that those guys would do. Or like, for instance, the. Uh, the opening riff for "Killing Time" from Clint Black. Yeah, that's uh, great song. That that op- that little opening like baritone riff could not be any more different than the, literally the music that we do. It's just way more uh, amplified. Yeah, it's the same run. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, all of that country, sh- it's in there. It's just way heavier. So you're you know what I mean? Similar licks in a drop down tuning. Yeah, and just amplify a the shit out of it. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be badass. Grooves. Yeah. You know? Fantastic. So, so for country music, the holy grail is to, and we got to give a shout out to Jake Cohn, by the way, to yes. finish his debut this past Friday night. It went really well. But the holy grail is to get to the Grand Ole Opry. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of like the mountaintop, right? Right, the country, yeah. In in your genre, in that, that aggressive, is there a, where is that? Is there some place like you get to? For that, me, it closed years ago. It used to be CBGB up in New yeah, York. It was like the, the mecca either. for the metal yeah. bands to go play that little hole-in-the-wall place, but that closed up, so that's kind of a tough pull now. I would have never thought about that, but you're oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was a big one. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I had a friend of mine, Shep Stacy, that used to play up there pretty regular. Is there one now? I can't or a think. festival? Can't. Is there a festival that, you know? Mm, I See, that's, there's not a whole lot of metal festivals anymore, unless you consider that dumpster fire that they just had last weekend. Oh, Blue Ridge or whatever. <laughs> Ooh, that was rough. But, um, Where uh, was that at? Uh, somewhere in the middle of nowhere in uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know that there is anymore. Right. Like, you, Mayhem Festival was a big one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't forget Ozfest from years yeah, ago. Yeah, Ozfest. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, uh, the Summer Slaughter Tour was a big one. But that's more like death metal stuff understood we we would never be on something like i mean just it wouldn't happen realistically okay. you know what i mean a little bit of conflictive genres yeah. yeah that's kind of a pro and a con to playing in a niche genre as well you don't right. belong to a scene so well, that's going to prohibit you getting certain shows too because no one knows what it is you know what i mean yeah so yeah. until they hear it and they're like that rules but you're, but you know, oh, I'm sorry, Terry. That's all right. Uh, I just he, he touched on something I was thinking about there. I mean, when you look back, kind of historically, you know, you've kind of seen that play out too, where uh, there, you mix up bands with people that didn't really fit yeah. in the genres. Say, for an example, like you know, when Rush was out in the '70s, opening up for you know Kiss and all these other different bands. I mean, they were like the original prog rock yeah. band, and they weren't with this other stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and they ended up making a name for themselves just by playing playing yeah. a lot, you know, so if you guys got opportunities to play in something that, say, was not exactly cohesive with your genre... Which, unfortunately, but, happens a lot, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 because you're, well, you're actually kind of trailblazing. Yeah, I guess, sense, I guess, yeah. In you know, way. yeah. so if, if, if you got into those kind of situations, you know, you'd gladly accept that just oh, to kind of get, get your name out there, right? It is, it's, so we have a show... Uh, what is it called? Um, October 21st in Richmond uh, for some festival called the Fifth Annual Night of the uh, Living Shred. Mm-hmm. So it's a, cool. Um, <laughs> it's, at, it's at a place called Another Round Bar. Okay. Um, we played, so uh, we played with a band at Monument recently called Seasons. They're a Richmond-based metalcore band. And 
we got invited to go down and play with them. Nice. Um, which is cool because that's kind of, was kind of the point anyway, like a sure. talent trade sort of thing. And like, I don't really know any of the other bands, but I can already know that we're going to be the odd man out because that's always how it works. Right. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it that way. I like it that yeah, way. I mean, yeah. it's... I think yeah. it works in your favor, really. It, it certainly not always, does. Yeah, you're, you're not out. always you're yep. not always going to get as many show offers as maybe other bands that are in a click. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's worth it to be something completely unique. I think. Right. So. Right. Well, I was going to draw the correlation like you did, Terry. I was going to use Rush again. Mm-hmm. Rush fans have always just been Rush fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Metal fans about it too. Yes, yeah. exactly. Metal fans like you guys are playing to, that's their music, man. They, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they're loyal and they're faithful. Mm-hmm. I think you, you see that, right? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. And, and it's very supportive. You see the same faces at shows sometimes just because they're right. so supportive. I mean, it's wonderful yeah. to see that kind of stuff. And all ages too, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. Shout, shout out to Metal Donnie. Yeah, Metal Donnie. Yep. Yeah. I think I know who that I love is. that guy. I would hope you would. Yeah. yeah. Older yeah. fella, right? Yeah, Donnie oh, yeah. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, great He's guy. at every show. Won't miss it. Yeah. Won't miss him. He's been to every, all of them. He's been to the first Woodstock. He's he's seen it all. Yeah. And he wow. will not he will not miss a local show. Yeah. So. That's great. He's an awesome dude, a great supporter of the local scene. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, all the way to little kids rocking Dixie Filth merch. So I mean it's like right. that's a pretty wide wide net to cast. But that's yeah. that's gotta be a cool feeling though to to be playing to people that you know are gonna be there no matter what. Yeah. Terry, that don't always happen. No. You know that. Yeah. I mean, don't know you know what I mean? people are fickle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not aggressive rock fans are not. They're, no, they're grounded. It's like you said, it's just it's a it's something they feel. Yeah. So right. They right. almost exactly. feel like they need to go. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, the the loyalty of your fans showing up at different shows and even if they gotta travel to it and stuff. It shows how that your music is striking a unique chord there, George. I think that, uh, you know, that type of loyalty is what really a band strives for. Oh, absolutely. You know, people yeah. are able to travel with you and come and support you. I know back in my, you know, early days, you know, you play around here locally and you could sell out a show, but then you drive right up to Frederick, Maryland and play and it's like not one of your friends will come. You know? Yeah. So when, yeah. You, yeah. when you're bringing pee-pee f- people from your own area... Yeah, that that shows that you're making a really big oh, impression yeah. on it. So yeah, yeah. So what's coming down the road for Dixie Phil? What do you guys? Let's take a look in the future. Crystal ball. What do we want to call it? What a do lot you guys, of beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and George and a lot of weed. But for the band, <laughs> yes. <we're laughs> well, well, wait a minute. We got that too. <laughs> but no. What are you guys seeing coming? I know you got the one in Richmond, but yeah. are, what shows are you looking down on? What, what sort of mountaintops you want to climb? What, what do you got going on for that? We went pretty hard over the summer um, to the point where we couldn't get anything done. Okay. Um, you know, everybody's got families and careers and kids and whatever, so. Sure. Um, I don't have shit. I have three dogs and live on top of a mountain by myself, but uh, yeah, you yeah. tell them whatever you want, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, George. Fair. That's why I can count on him. Yeah. He ain't got shit else to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we got that that show in Richmond. Will be the first time we've ever played in Richmond, so we're looking That's forward to be that. That's gonna exciting. Yeah. That's the only thing that we have planned currently. Okay. Um, because we went so hard over the summer, it's, we need to chill out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You play too much in one area, it's bad. You know what yes. I mean? It's just not good. Because um, right. it's just well, I'll see them in a month. You know, and you don't want that. Right. So, um, and we kind of we just we played a lot. So 
really right now we're just focused on um, getting this uh, five or six song EP written. That's what I was going to ask you. Okay, yeah, good. Okay. Getting that written, record. well, it's all written, just recorded and uh, try to get that out. Uh, but we're also in the middle of shooting a new music video oh, as well. Man. So. Cool. Okay. It's a great medium yeah. to have a new belt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get, where do you guys uh, plan on recording your EP at? Do you have a, a we actually thing? we do all the recordings in home. Cool. And we uh, we send the raw stems off to our buddy uh, Jeremy Dove at Darksfield Studios. I know Jeremy, yeah. He does a great I guess job. Did I say Darksfield? Darksfield. Yeah, you did. That's Darksville. Darksville. Sorry, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and he, he does the mastering for you. Yeah, he does all the mixing and engineering and mastering and stuff. He's yeah, a, he's a he makes us sound a lot better than what we are. Trust he's me. He's phenomenal. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, and he's a guitar player as well. Yeah, he's yeah. and he's someone who's been playing in the local scene for a long time as well. So absolutely. Yeah, he makes us sound a whole lot cleaner than what we are. But um, <laughs> uh, between that and the music video, those are the two things that. Um, trying to focus on we've had this song uh it's called rabid and uh it's kind of all about uh wow you tell what what's your take on it sir you're you're a little bit more uh articulate than me uh, so rabid's just the story of a guy who's uh a man whore basically and it's the tell of his night Going through his motions, just raising hell all over town, and that's never it. settling yeah. down. Yeah. Gotcha. Living you know, on the mountain with his three dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, you know, pretty much it. Yeah. That's a true story. <laughs> Every dude will go through life, and whether they're happy or not, there's always like something inside them that just wants to go back to being a you know, right. whorehound, cokehead, whatever. That <laughs> that werewolf's always inside of you. Gotcha. Um, he's just acting it out. <laughs> so. Uh, it's the same dude that uh, committed the murder from the first music video, who buried the homie in the Understood. in uh, yeah. Hell on Wheels. Yeah. So it's a continuation of where he went after I burying gotcha. that guy. So it's a story arc. Do you have tentative dates for for the video or for the EP either one? No. Nope. Um, okay. Neither of those just yet. Okay. I would love to be able to give you a date. Well, that's but, fine. Uh, just keep yeah. it posted. We'll, you know, we'll yeah, I would love to be able to give. When I do, I will let you know. Yeah, please. At, please. at the moment yeah, now, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we're still tracking all of it. I hate putting deadlines on stuff. Yeah. I hate I hate feeling rushed. Yeah. You have to take your time it. until you're yeah. happy with it. Yeah. George, um, for this video that you guys are, are getting ready to shoot, is there is it going to be shot like just a live performance video, or is there going to be like some theme and uh, combination some expression of it? So there are going to be some live performance shots to show us off, but we do again want to continue the story of the what started in the first video and keep telling that tale of that character that we've now That's kind cool. of created to run with. And now, who played the character in the first video? Oh, that'd be Donnie Bowling. That, yeah, that would be our buddy Donnie. Yeah. Who I'm not 100 percent sure that this. Uh, person is not just him <laughs> because he does have a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. Uh, yeah, so it's perfect for the part. He oh, has yeah. an alter ego named Bubba. All right. And Donnie is like the truest form of like a good old boy Southern man. Yeah. Works hard, supports his family, give the shirt off his back to anybody. Bubba is a no count son of a bitch. <laughs> They're the same person. But man, they hate each other. Right. You right. Know, he drinks to ruin his life. He doesn't drink to have fun. So, gotcha. uh, um, he plays the role. And recently, we've 
because we've been shooting live as well, uh, we've we got him in a a really bad looking werewolf costume. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and when we play rabbit, he'll show up and go rock out with the crowd and get on stage. So he's kind of unintentionally became a college football mascot for That's cool. our sound. You're you know what I mean? of Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's turned into. He's like a, yeah, a mascot of what the sound of the That's band is. Cool. So Yeah, I like Fantastic. that. Fantastic. I like that. And he's he's also one of those dudes that he's kind of like an unofficial sixth member. Mm-hmm. He's been there since the beginning. He's at every show. Everybody's got one of those in there, right? Yeah, yeah you need They that. practically second as like a road hand. Yeah. You know, they Everybody do. Everybody needs the that. The merch, the setup, the teardown, he's always there. So. Well, I'm cool. glad you brought that up. Yes. Um, you were talking about, um, you know, you haven't got the EP out yet, but you did talk about some of your merch. So can people purchase that online? And, and Online, not right now. Um, so but just at the shows. Yeah, we're currently at the shows, but we have an abundance of it. Um, that's something that we push pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're going to make your band a brand, yeah, you have to do that, and you, you have, have to treat merch. it. You have to treat it like a business. Yeah, right. You have to Absolutely. treat it like a clothing, like whatever. If you want to be successful, you got to treat it like a business. Yeah. So I mean, I, a lot of people think that you know because you're selling merch, you're making all this money off of it, but you're basically just, right just back into it. paying for the merch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it builds up your fan base and it's free advertisement because yeah. people are wearing your stuff. And you know, not only do they look cool now, right, George? Oh, yeah. Because they're wearing Dixie Phil's shit, right? That's so, right. Yeah. But it also helps to get your name out and yeah. things like that. And we've seen our shirts as far down south as Florida already. Yeah, so that's awesome. Cool, yeah. We're, um, I'm proud of our merch. We have really cool merch. Yes, you and who do. does the design of that? It's, it depends. Uh, it just, I have a people. handful of, we'll just call it a Rolodex of the people. Cool. You guys. You guys have one, George. Look out for me. You guys have one that takes off the label of Bush beer <laughs> that I think is badass. If you find one of those at a double X, hold it for Big Brian. I, I have one. I got one for you. All right, brother. I, yeah. I'm going to pay top dollar for that no. thing. I love that shirt. No, you, yeah. got, you got it, man. <laughs> yes, sir. And the, shirts, the shirts we gave you, too, by the way, you got to make sure Kyle, you rip the sleeves off them bitches and put them on. You ain't got to tell me. <laughs> I don't do arm prisons, man. No, that's right. I didn't think you did. I think I'm the only one in the band that does. Otherwise, everybody else rips them off immediately. <laughs> well, man, it sounds like you guys got a lot of cool stuff going on, man. I tell you, Very what exciting. did we miss? What What have we not got to about your band that we got to get out there? People can find your music where. Right now, it's just on, Spotify, on Spotify, but we only have Hell on Wheels right now. Okay, gotcha. We have an older EP that is on. Um, uh, uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, yeah. whatever. But it's like, let's see, eleven or twelve years old. Okay, so with a completely on. different vocalist and a way different tuning. So okay, it's gotcha. like, eh, doesn't really represent <laughs> okay. what you're doing nah. now. Nah. Yeah. So, but did we miss anything? I don't know. You tell me. I think we hit on it. I mean, it's it's nothing major that. Uh, I didn't get to talk about it. I know I had <laughs> Got to tell my story, and that's what matters. That's oh, what man. matters. That's what we want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a vocalist. It. It's all about me. Come on. Absolutely, man. <laughs> well, anything else you need to know? It's- I have really enjoyed finding out more about your band, man. I really have. And like I said, it's a it's a genre that I'm not as, as schooled in as I should be. But Nobody I, is. I, but right. truly, when you, know, when you and I hooked up and talked about being on the show... You know, I found your music and listened to it, man, and 
it's it's polished and it's damn good, man. Thank you. you guys are killing it. Awesome. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Ryan, did we forget anything, man? What what question did we should have been asked? I uh, I'm always curious, like because I was in a band in high school. I mean, nothing serious, but like, where do you get your your ideas from to write your music? Write your songs. I mean, is it yeah. from a life experience? 1980s professional wrestling, mostly. He's just that deep South <laughs> 80s pro wrestling stuff where, like, yeah. all the tales that they would tell, all the, like, the absolute shit that they could get away with right. back then. Right. All those stories, all the Dusty Rhodes stories, all the, all the Stan Hansen stories. All that stuff just culminates into, you know, a, a, an aggressive like southern badass dude. Right. You know what I mean? He's not lying. He's not lying. That's it's, cool. That's, <laughs> that's cool. Because I grew up watching all of that stuff. So, oh, man, that is cool. Well, Kyle and George, I'm telling you, just like I said in the beginning of the show, you guys are badasses, and your band is a badass too, man. We wish you guys nothing but the best going forward, brother. I'm telling Absolutely. you. Thank you very much. Thank you for posted what's going on. Terry, what I miss, brother? You got anything left? No, I think um, I think we got to talk about a lot of stuff. I'm sorry that your other guys couldn't make it here. Uh, yeah. Give them a shout out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we should go ahead and put that in there. Uh, Zach and Nate are big butt rock fans. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they love butt rock. So Zach's uh, influence of music comes from like alt rock stuff. Like he loves Alter Bridge and yeah. Creed and uh, what the hell's that little Nickelback, whatever. Sure, you know the radio alt rock stuff. Yeah, and a lot of like the um, like the big chord, big full sort of chorus stuff. That's all his influence from that stuff. Because gotcha. a lot of alt rock is that. You know what I mean? These big powerful choruses and stuff. Um, I mean, Sam just drinks margaritas. I don't know. <laughs> just do whatever you want, he right? listens to Panama from Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> Those sounds like they're good characters, too, man. Nah, they're, sure. they're great dudes. That's cool. Yeah, well, it's funny. Like I said, I was, uh, I've known Nate, well, I actually knew Nate probably 20 years ago when he was like 15 years old and first started playing drums mm-hmm. with his brother and my son. They actually used to play some you know, pretty heavy stuff back mm-hmm. in that day. And uh, I was very looking forward to meeting him here. So definitely tell him I said oh, hello. I and uh, I look forward to coming out and catching you I do you believe, actually, that we played a show at the when we first started playing music. We played a show with your son once. Oh, is that right? He was in a band with Nate Hawkman uh, called Challenger. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, because I sang for them for a while, too. Yeah, so. Small world. Yeah. Yeah, it is a small world. <laughs> small world. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, listen, guys, I appreciate you so much coming up and sharing about your band. And, and like I said, we're going to be here for you. Make a promise when you get closer to releasing that EP. Maybe come back on the show. We'll promote it. We'll talk about it. We'll play some of it if you let us. Love and, to. Uh, and you know, get the word out about Dixiefield, man, because you guys are a local product and we're proud of you, man. We want to make sure people know about it. So. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. we definitely will. Folks, before we get out of here, a couple of things. We want to make sure we get back to that question of the show. Uh, that once again was the oldest woman to have a number one hit according to Billboard, a number one pop hit in the U.S. The oldest. Anybody got a guess? Give you one more. This chance. is all right, pure alley, Terry. Come Helen on. Ready? No, 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 it's not quite country. Uh, I'm gonna go and give it away. It's Cher. 
George earlier. Did you say George? Yeah, yeah. Right, old George. I got your back. I heard it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Said, now that you say that, it's like, well, it had to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As Chris used to say, he was a shiny new nickel man. And the song was "Believe" back in the day, if you remember. So yeah, she had another one hit with that. Yeah. She was fifty-two years old. Then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a, she does bring chicken. That was even the song I was thinking when I said it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I didn't hear you, brother. I am. Oh my god. Can you sing a couple? <laughs> I could, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, George and Kyle, man, you guys rock. Thank you so much for being here. Cherry, brother, I couldn't do it without you. Man. Oh, it's Appreciate been a it so pleasure much. And an honor to be so here. So glad you're here. Ryan, man, thanks for doing this. Hope you'll yes, come sir. back and hang out with us again. Definitely. All right, cool. Folks, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Musician's Cafe. Make sure you tune in next week. We're going to, supposed to have Amulet on, and uh, if everything works out, we'll have those guys here, and it'll be a lot of fun, too. If you're out there driving around in the left-hand lane, stop it. You're pissing me off because you're supposed to be in the right-hand lane. Stop riding in the left-hand lane, for crying out loud. And until we meet again, peace. <laughs>